Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Tuesday, everyone. It's good to have you with me again today. We started yesterday to talk about following through. The importance of when you start something, you need to follow through. It's the secret of success, following through. We saw that it works in sports, that a golfer, when he swings the club, it's not just how the club hits the ball but how the club continues after the ball is hit that determines its trajectory. So golfers practice and practice to groove their swing so that the club has a continuous action after the ball is hit. We saw the same thing in business. To be successful, you need to meet deadlines. You need to honor commitments. You need to monitor staff. You need to follow through on long-term projects. Because that's how you succeed. We saw it also in parenting. To be a good parent, you need to be consistent. What you say to your child is what you will do. Don't make promises you can't keep. Don't make empty threats. If you say you're going to do something, do it. But think through the consequences of what you say. Now, all of this is important in the natural. But it is also very important in the spiritual. To be spiritually successful, there is no less diligence required than in the natural. Jesus gave a parable in Matthew chapter 21 to show us how we are to do the will of God. He said there was a father who had two sons, and he asked each of them to go work in his vineyard. The first son said, I'm not going to go. I don't want to go. He rebelled. He argued with his father. Then later, he had a change of heart, and he went and he actually did it. The second son was very compliant. When the father asked him, he said, yes, sir, I'll do that. He had a responsive heart. It wasn't rebellious. He agreed with the father and said that he would go, but he didn't go. I don't know whether he was distracted, whether something came up. He didn't see the importance of it. He procrastinated. I don't know. But he didn't go. And Jesus asked the question, which one did the will of his father? And the answer was the first one. The one that said, no, I won't go. But then afterward, actually went and did it. Now, this is very important for us to see. God is not just looking at our initial commitments. The nodding of our head the softness of our heart when we first hear something from him. That's important. We need to hear his voice. We need to say yes to him. But we need to follow through. It's not enough just to have a good intention. It's not enough just to say, I'm going to do this. But if we don't follow through, we're not going to get the benefit of it. Now listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 13. And verse 13, you call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. 
If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Now, Jesus is talking very practically to his disciples. He's telling them, I have been an example of a servant to you, and I want you to do likewise. Don't think that you're above serving someone else. Don't think you're better. If I've washed your feet, then you need to be able to wash one another's feet. Very practical advice on how they were to serve one another in their culture. Now, today, Jesus has set an example for us. We see it in the scripture over and over again. His teachings, his example, his love, his compassion, his forgiveness, his grace. All of this is shown in the scripture and we're to be like Christ. Now listen to what it says in this last verse. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. You see, here's the point. The blessing or the benefit didn't come in the knowing, it came in the doing. You see, we know a lot of things. I know a lot of things. I was raised in the church. I went to Sunday school. Year after year, we studied Bible stories. And I know the Bible. I know what the stories of the Bible are. I've gone to Bible college. I've spent three years studying the Word of God full time and having exams on it, and studying the doctrines, and and gaining insight into it. And I pastored a church for years and years, and I have studied the Word of God daily, and I have ministered the Word of God several times during the week. I know a lot of things, and I tell you, if the blessing came with the knowing, I'd be a spiritual giant, but I'm not, because the blessing doesn't come with the knowing Jesus said, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. It's only the things that I'm putting into practice that's going to bring a benefit into my life. You see, we all want greater blessing. We want benefits to come into our life. And we think, now, I just need to learn something. If someone would give me some advice, or if God would just speak to me, then I'd be okay. The blessing, the benefits, doesn't come with the knowing. I would dare say, if you've been a Christian for any length of time, you don't need to hear another sermon. You just need to follow through on the things you already know. If you just did the things you already know to do, you would be greatly blessed. You couldn't imagine your life if you just followed through on the things that you know. Listen to what James says in James 1 and verse 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Now, The Word of God is so practical. It's telling us just exactly how we act. And he's warning us. He says, don't just be a hearer of the Word, 
but be a doer of the word. Because if you just hear and know the word, you can deceive yourself. I can be deceived. I can know the word of the Lord so much that when someone else begins to say something to me, I can say, oh, I I know that. I know that. In fact, I have talked to people who have been in very difficult situations and I'll begin to share something with them. And they'll say, I know that. I know that. Well, the problem is they know it, but they're not doing it. It's not enough to know it, but we must do it or we deceive ourselves. You see, when God moves on my heart, I I feel his stirring within me. He convicts me sometimes. Maybe I'm reading something or it's in prayer or I'm, or I'm hearing someone speak. And I can genuinely be moved. And I, in that moment, can surrender. I can surrender my will and say, Lord, you know, you're right. I need to change that. I'm so glad you've shown me. And there's a warmth. There's an inner presence that comes when we feel God convict us. But that's not enough. And if I'm content with that and agree that I want to do what God says, but if I don't take any concrete steps to do it, the Bible says here, I deceive myself. I've deceived myself in that I have agreed with the will of God, but I've taken no steps to do the will of God. It says it's like a man who looks in a mirror and he sees he has a smudge on his face and he thinks to himself, "Well, I need to get rid of that. I need to wash that off. And is really sincere and genuine in his feeling. But if he goes away and he doesn't do anything about it, The Bible says here, he's just deceived himself. He's still going to receive the consequences of that smudge on his face and how people are going to relate to him because of it. You see, it's only when you see what you need to change and then take concrete steps to change that we're going to get the benefit. Now, this is the clear teaching of Jesus. And I have to say, in my own life, I can see how much this is like me. I am very much like the second son who agrees with the father, but then somehow gets distracted and I don't follow through on the things that I should do. You see, a part of follow through is figuring out what you're going to do. It's defining steps of action that will take you to your destination. I've talked to a lot of people who talk about they need a breakthrough. They need a breakthrough in their finances. They need a breakthrough in a difficult situation they're dealing with and say it's a relationship and they say, oh, I just need a breakthrough in this. The person is being so hard and so adamant against me. And they think breakthrough means that something fresh is given to me, some new power is given to me that I can break through the situation. But let me tell you something. Breakthrough is the result of follow through. Now, I've never studied the martial arts, but I've seen a karate expert break through a stack of boards. And we go, wow, that is something else. How powerful that person must be. Now, obviously they train, but they tell me the secret of breaking through those boards is centering your attention, not on the top board, not on the board that you would first impact, but center your focus and your power below the boards. That when you bring your hand down, you're thinking, I'm going through those boards and you're focusing at a point 
beneath the boards. And that that is what releases the power and the strength that you have. Now, folks, this is so pertinent to what we're talking to here. Breakthrough. The ability to break through is not having an additional power, but it's focusing your power on follow through. If we would follow through on the things that we know, we would see breakthrough in our lives. So what are you struggling with? When you're struggling, you need to ask yourself, what do I know that I'm not following through on? Because if you follow through on what you know, it will bring breakthrough in your life. Well, by looking at the clock, I see that our time is gone and we will have to continue this tomorrow. But don't miss it because these truths are vitally important. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. Take note that we are now meeting again in person at 9.30 and 11.30. We are limited to 30% capacity and are following all the recommended protocols. We are also continuing our online service at 10.30. Be sure to join us for one of these services. To learn more about us, check out our website at kwcf.org. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.